Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Monday morning or a Sunday evening, however it comes to you. We appreciate. You know, I might do a victory Sunday just for you. I tell you, what, if the Giants win, well, the Giants. Nah, they're about to, nah, I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to do a Braves victory Sunday, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. It wouldn't even be victory Sunday because the Braves are inconsequential. It'd be defeat Sunday because the Dodgers lost. Well, that's that's a good thing for you. Oh, it is. No, no, I, I would do it out of spite. Well, there. I don't know why you got to be like that. Uh, because that's how I am. Apparently, my Braves fandom is is affecting some people's enjoyment of Thunder and, and you got to calm down over there with that. And uh, I would just like to say right now that I apologize for nothing. <laughs> so uh, if you... If my Braves fandom has, has you affected drop, your are, listenership, are you going to drop a lightning? sorry, not sorry in there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I must say, uh, for for those um, who have uh, called me out, my interest in the Braves pennant race push, whatever you want to call it, the, 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 the push towards October, is much greater than my desire to acquire knowledge on Kansas State and Southern Miss and things of that nature. So you'll have to forgive me. And for those that think Brett Hudson does a lot of uh, work for his podcast, well, sometimes he does. Yeah, he, he's good. Kudos to him. Yeah, kind of nothing against Brett. Love some, love some Brett Hudson. Yeah. Uh, and for those that think Joel doesn't do enough, you two are right, because sometimes I don't. I show up and Brian says, we're going to talk about this. That's right. And if I don't know what we're, you know, if I don't know the answers to the questions, well, sure. then I'm an honest man. I am nothing if not a deliverer. It's a very honest. heartfelt non-apology here. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you guys the truth. I'm not going to sit here and BS you. And uh, so, yeah. If I don't know, you're going to hear Joel say, I don't know. Are you done? Let me think. You got anything else? You talk about how crappy our podcast is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we good? I, All think, right. I, think, I think you and I are, uh, we're just us. And sometimes... Most times we're idiots. Yeah, well, that's, and, that's, and, and so that's what you get with Thunder and Lightning. You get a podcast based in honesty. I like that. All right, we are honest when we say thank you for listening. We appreciate that. However, you're listening to us at SuperTalk.fm or anywhere you get in your podcast. Appreciate all of our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We appreciate our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I, I got to go get some some ice cream. It's just too hot. It's too hot to live. You sound like you sound like. Tom Ebel over there. Yeah, it hurts to live, it, but it's it's hot to live. I'm just saying, it's like I don't I don't know what this is. I mean, the temps dropped like 10 degrees this week, man. It's gone from like 107 to 97. Ooh, like I, that's like me saying, Joel, I'm not going to hit you in the groin today. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> Good news. Good news. No groin shot today, but right in the kisser. That's where this one's coming. So yeah, I need to get up and get some ice cream. I mean, you need to go to get there as well. Ice cream at Churn and Spoon, of course. Those great frozen. Uh, Drinks, lattes, coffees, all that good stuff. Had me some blueberry cobbler before I came, man. I'm hot coffee, hot weather over there. It's probably why I was a little talkative there in the opening. I got the caffeine flowing. You need, you need to calm down. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> just bring it down a notch. Also, the Braves just won the series just, over the Dodgers. Stop crushing us. Let other people do that. You're supposed to be on our team. You're you're the other guy. Yeah, Calm down. All right. What is today's show? Uh, second half of the show, positional breakdown. We'll talk about special teams, which, should be, which might have a little... We'll hint of friskiness this year, a little difference in the return game. We'll talk about that. But we will start with uh, our conversation with Joe Moorhead on Saturday night after the uh, the first scrimmage. And it looks like, based on what he said, and then you know extrapolating, which is a big word, uh, based on what I've read and what I some people I've talked to 
uh, away from the scrimmage that, that we are probably, by the end of this week, going to know that Tommy Stevens is, in fact, the starting quarterback for Mississippi State. It sounds that way. Now, to be clear, Joe Moorhead didn't say that it was Tommy Stevens. That was He said he's going to name he, – he's going to – I think his exact words were he's going to let us know this week. Uh, who, who the starting quarterback was. Obviously, he didn't say a name, but yes. From from conversations and you talk to people and, and what you hear, and um, it does seem like, surprise, surprise, the guy that we have been saying since July or June was going to be the starting quarterback is going to be the starting quarterback. But, but yeah, it seems like we will know by the end of the week who, for sure who the starting quarterback is. And I would guess – because based upon our media availability schedule, we don't talk to Joe again until Saturday, I believe. I think Saturday's it. I'm going to guess we're not going to know until we talk to Joe again, which would be Saturday. Now, that's not to say that you won't hear who it probably is. Tommy Stevens, of course. But I think you will hear it come from Joe Moorhead's mouth on Saturday, if I had to guess. I agree. I agree. That That's probably you know, what, we're, we're in, uh, what we're lined up for. Everything I've heard, and I'm, I assume you've heard the same things that I do, that coming out of this scrimmage, that uh, the offense was was good, and that you can see improvement. That the year of you know where they're not installing, but they are you know learning and and fine tuning more than anything else. It's showing, and that you know both Stevens and, and Thompson looked pretty good, but Stevens just has the clear edge. But all in all, the offense looks like it's going. And obviously, you know, I hate trying to get too much from scrimmages. Yep. But just based on things like just the passes being completed. Yeah. Where the ball is being thrown. Protection. It looks like the offense is going to be an improved uh, commodity. That That's what's being said. Um, you know, uh, I know no one will believe that until you see it in a in a game. And quite frankly, I don't know that I'll believe it until I see it in a game, no matter who tells me. Um, but but that's kind of the word on the street. Rumor has it, as you and Bobby C would say. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, apparently it is. Now you got to take some of this a little bit tempered because the way the scrimmage was ran apparently was you know the the ones on offense went against the twos on defense. Right. So, but that said, I mean you still got a you still got a body out there sitting you versus air and that's your quarterback. It. And the thing to remember is some some states twos are pretty good. Well, not only that, but that we're not just talking about the first team offense in that Stevens would have had and Thompson both would have had reps with the twos against the first team defense. Yeah. So what they're saying, and they're not just saying, oh, the first team offense looked good. They're saying the offense looked good. So yeah. what they're saying is both quarterbacks in both situations looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's I, as simple as that, right? It's the quarterbacks. Everything else is just sort of great. You kind of know. Yeah. I mean, I know that they are. There's some competition at other spots, wide receiver, what have you. But all those guys are going to play. You know, all those other positions. You know, you can shake it out and do whatever you want to do. But all those guys are going to play. You're right. It, it comes down to who's the quarterback. And and Joe told us that he knew going into that scrimmage yesterday. He had an idea. You know, of who it was going to be. How many times have I said you know? That's kind of standing out to me. I don't know how many times you said you. Know. I apologize out there in listener land. I've said you know a million times, but. Joe has said said he he, he kind of knew going in who his quarterback was or he had an idea was leaning that way and then apparently the scrimmage has seemed to back that up and they were going to talk about it some more but I mean bottom line here if he comes out and says anything other than Tommy Stevens is the starting quarterback 
I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the question is, do, do, do we go down this road already of what happens to Keaton Thompson? Or, or do we do we wait to see if, if he loses the job? <laughs> well, honestly, the first question I have is what happens to Jalen Maiden because he's running fourth. And I don't know if we've talked about that on the show, but Gary Schrader has, has become the third-string quarterback. Yeah. Now, it, he's Joe, going to redshirt this year, but... Joe Unprompted has brought up Garrett Schrader in, I think, every press conference we've had with him to this point. Yeah. Without even being – well, you did you did specifically ask, I think, about Schrader and Maiden in mm-hmm. one, one presser. Yeah. But even the ones that we haven't asked, I want to say that Unprompted, he has brought up Schrader in every press conference. Yeah. And, like I said, you know, it looks like Maiden is running four, so that's you know, going to be your first question. And then if he just, if Maiden decides to get out – and, and you know – he doesn't have a red shirt year available now, so I mean it's not going to hurt him to to play this season out and see what happens. But if who, he decides, who, who doesn't have a red shirt? Maiden. Oh yeah, because he's ordered. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. But I, if he decides to go early, it becomes crucial that Keaton Thompson stays and just takes his red shirt at least, and that gives you eight games to play with. Yeah, because you you can just say, look, and then, you know, Logan Burnett's number three. And then when we set the depth chart this week, it's Keaton. And then you, because at the end of the day, you're not going. You're unlikely to have eight games where you you want to make a change. You know, you might have a game where you uh, you know somebody's helmet comes off, or you know, although Nick is gone now, so maybe that'd be less of a problem. But you might where something happens, and you just you need to get a quarterback in. But at the end of the day, you could you could bring in you know one guy. You, you shouldn't need two in one game. So it's not a huge deal, but if if Maiden yeah. goes, you know, yeah, it becomes a bit. A bit of, Cause here's the deal: if Keaton decides to redshirt, you know, we have sort of an interesting battle for backup quarterback at that point, and I think it's Schrader at this point. But you never know. Uh, the other thing I heard that if you want to, you know, give me a little positivity today, but that on top of the quarterbacks looking good and delivering the ball, the receivers are doing a better job and they're making catches. Yeah. That the passing game looks like it's taken the strides forward. Just again, these are just practice observations, and I, I know they're coming from anonymous sources and stuff. But you know, the people I trust are, are telling you this: that the passing game looks like it's made the right strides this offseason. And it didn't have but one way to go, really, <laughs> if we're being honest. But but yeah, we keep hearing great things about about all the guys: uh, Peyton, Zuber, uh, Gidry, the. Dedrick Thomas, all, the whole crew, um, we, we've heard it has looked really good. Um, and you wonder how much of that has to do with, you know, Joe finding a guy that, that he thinks is the starter, you know, assuming that Tommy Stevens is the starter here, which I think we've all done at this point. But yeah. how, how much of the receivers looking like good receivers is because – Maybe they have a guy now that can can put put the ball in the right window. You know, can can get the ball where it needs to be. Uh, maybe the biggest problem all along. I know we've talked a lot about how you know receivers didn't get separation or this or that or the other. But maybe the biggest problem all along was they just needed somebody to, to, to throw them the football and and uh, where it was catchable. And it's look for as great as Nick Fitzgerald was. No, he he will never be accused of of being Joe Montana. Yeah, throwing the football. So, I, rising tide lifts all boats, you know. And it, with with a quarterback that can deliver the football where it needs to be, I mean, the receivers with the talent that's there, and there's a ton of talent there. They're automatically going to look better. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you're right, man. We keep hearing some of the same things. I'm, I'm interested to see them take the field in the Superdome against a, an, an opponent not wearing maroon and white and see if they can show this off. Uh, but quite, quite frankly, too, I don't know what they could do over the first three games that would completely alleviate any concern because I think the true test is going to come, what, week four against Kentucky. Well, I mean, I mean, there's I, I, tests to be had, though. Southern is a good defense. Uh, you got to play on the road against Lafayette, and Napier is a good play caller. Uh, you know, Kansas State is still a Power Five team, and they're going to, you know, they're going to present some challenges for you. Um, so, I mean, there, there's there's definitely questions to, to, that can be answered in the first few. I, I think I've always said this in the past, though. It's like the question, the answers you can get can only be negative. I don't know how many positive answers yeah. you can get. But if Stevens goes out, goes out there and stinks it up the first three games, then you know pretty well it's not going to be a, a good season yeah. for you. But if he goes out there and is great, the first, he would have to be, be he would have to be you know coming into the Kentucky game something like. 70% completion to make me think, okay, Matt, not only is he good, he's special. Yeah. You know, he could be a guy who lifts this team to a win. You know, there's, there's three kinds of quarterbacks. There's losers, there's winners, and there's maintainers. Because right? every team sort of comes in like they can win this many games. Like State, for me, maintaining would be going 7-5. and five. You know, you didn't, you, you didn't lose – you probably didn't lose a game that was just a bad loss, but you didn't have a big win. But then you have guys who, you know, they lose games they shouldn't lose. And they have guys you have guys that win games they shouldn't win. So Stevens at after the first three games is at 70% completion with 10 touchdowns and no picks. Maybe I'm thinking, okay, he can elevate this team to maybe beat LSU. Yeah. Or go on the road and win at AM, something like that. Yeah. So that's where that's where you are with that. That's fair. So offensively, you know, you feel pretty good. I want to talk about two guys whose names keep popping up. They've been popping up the whole fall. But they they were both brought up in the, from the scrimmage. And that's two true freshmen. Talk, I asked Joe about you know who, who you're going to redshirt. Who you know are you, are you are you getting close to a plan for that? And he said that he was. But Lee Witherspoon and Martin Emerson's name have been said a lot. Uh, Emerson's a guy who has a chance to play to to contribute beyond his redshirt because there there is no established third cornerback, and maybe he could be that guy. Witherspoon, you know, obviously he's behind Kylan and he's behind Nick Gibson, but. You know, you want explosive plays. That's what this guy's high school career is about, and apparently he's still making them. You had the right question, though. What's he doing without the ball? And Joe said, well, he's coming along. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Emerson, the guy that could play beyond his redshirt. It sounds like Witherspoon's going to play beyond his redshirt. Well, you got to have a third I mean, running back. Yeah. And yeah. and it sounds like that – look, Kareem Walker's not here, and I don't know if he's going to be here. He's not coming. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> that right now. Uh, it, it sure doesn't sound like it. I know a few weeks ago – Joe said, "Oh, he'll he'll be here at the beginning of this week." And then he said, "Later in that week, I got out in front of my skis, and he still got stuff to do." And and now the latest update on Walker is that there is no update. And so, look, it, it doesn't seem like he's gonna come riding in to, to be your your third string running back. Um, and you know, Alec Murphy's been dealing with injury of some kind and things lately. And the name that you do keep hearing over and over again is Lee Witherspoon. And, and so he he scored a touchdown in the scrimmage. He has, from all accounts, looked really good. Uh, he's going to play. You know, at this juncture of, of camp, you're running consistently with the threes and keep getting the kind of praise he's getting. It sounds like he's going to be that, that third guy. And I don't know I don't know how much he's going to play. But, you know, you look at what Nick Gibson was your, your number three running back last year, and he ran for, what, 250 yards or so. Yeah. I mean, it, 
you could see Witherspoon in a similar scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got to get him ready because next year Kylan could go. He could well, he even could if Kylan doesn't go, he's got to be the number two. He's got to be number two. You don't have you know because Murphy and Gibson are gone. So you got to get him some playing time this year, and it looks like he's going to be well deserving of it. And same with Emerson. You know, next year Smitherman and uh, and Dantzler's Dantzler's probably gone. So you got to get these guys ready. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like those two have have taken the step forward. You know, we're not hearing we're not hearing Nathan Pickering's name as much, or or um, you know Charles Cross. I know Marcus Johnson said that's the plan. The plan is to redshirt him. So, but these two guys seem to, and, and Witherspoon was such an intriguing guy a season ago, uh, in that. You know, sort of came out of the radar, and there was a lot of talk of the level of competition he was playing. But the, the numbers, like if he, you want to talk about his competition, and he rushed for you know fourteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns, I'm with you. But when you're averaging twenty five yards a carry, and you're scoring you know seventy touchdowns or whatever, what th- then the the competition is less of a concern to me because he's obviously way way above it. Yeah. You know, if he's just playing like if he's just putting up normal stats, okay, well I get your point. But when you're putting up video game stats beyond video game stats, then yeah, that's that's something different for me anyway. I agree. I agree. Um, and then I guess sort of you know some housekeeping issues from the uh, from that we we they're both on you know they're in my article on supertalk.fm. They're on Joel's article at, for the Charlotte Daily News. Uh, we'll start with Devonte Jason still away from the program. Some sort of family issue. We didn't get a lot of information, and that's 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 quite all right by me on this one. It looks like it's just you know he can come back whenever he wants, but there's no timetable for that. Yeah, Joe, you could tell me if you heard it differently, but it, it sounded like Joe and, and the football staff have kind of given Wap a time frame to kind of decide what he wants to do. You know, as far as maybe contributing this year or not it sounds like there's a deadline kind of for that a little bit but I don't know it seems like the ball is in his court on this whole deal um it it's a non-football personal matter according to to Joe and he said he wants to treat WAP like someone would treat his own son Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a a situation where they've kind of it seems like have left the decision up to WAP you know And, and and by that and that was Joe's words that the decision we're kind of waiting on his decision kind of deal the ball is in his court by that in and of itself it sounds like there's a decision to be made you know whether or not wop's coming back i had i had people ask me on twitter you know is there a chance he doesn't come back yeah seems like it, it appears that way yeah <laughs> seems like there's absolutely a chance he does not rejoin the team um whether that's transferred to another school closer to home or whether that's whatever i don't i don't want to speculate what he might do but there's a decision to be made and state is awaiting it and we will see, I guess, the next time we talk to, to Joe uh, at the end of this week, we'll, we'll figure out if a, a decision has been made in that regard. But but right now, yeah, Wop's away from the team. And, you know, I, I don't know the situation, like you said. You kind of hear some things. But we absolutely, you just you, you wish for the, the best for him and family and personal situation. And, and we'll see as far as football goes. The uh... – the good news for MSU is that you've had Javante Payton step up, and you've had uh, you've had the transfer in of Isaiah Zuber. So that's giving you some guys that if, if Jason does not decide to come back, you've got some. It's not a huge gaping hole, and not that it really was anyway, because we're talking about you're only replacing three catches from a season ago. I was going to say you're basically right where you were last year, yeah. plus Payton, plus Zuber. The other thing to remember with him is he still has a redshirt year available, so he could. If need be, with this personal situation, take that redshirt year and just return to the program 
down the road. Don't know any more than that. We also don't know any more. I guess we'll finally address it, these suspensions. <laughs> the the we, elephant in the room. We, we, we read message boards, and we've heard the same things, and, and we've heard probably a little bit more. And, and it looks like, and I think I said this before, like there are going to be suspensions week one. There always are. The question is, are, is this a massive amount of suspension, something like that? Joe Moorhead gave us what he was willing to give us, which was we're going to find out game week. And it looks like it won't be a situation like we had with Fitzgerald a season ago where he came in there on Monday morning and just dropped that hammer on us. Uh, and it's going to be something that we might not find out until a few minutes before kickoff. So what I would tell you is this. I would expect some players, possibly even some potential starters, to not play in this game against Louisiana. I don't know the names. I actually, I think back. I do know some of the names because I'm reading them just like you are. But I'm not going to report those names. I'm not going to say it on this show. Yeah, you're smart enough to figure it out. But you should definitely expect to hear some names uh, game week that are not going to be part of the team for week one. I think that's fair. And and look at too, depending on what this what situations may be out there, it could be a situation where we deal with this week to week. Yeah, you know, it may not be a situation where on game day we get a a player X is suspended for three games kind of deal. You, right. you may not see that. It may be player X is suspended for today's game or or you know whatever, and then you don't hear anything, and then the next week you get it again. That same player's out that game. You know, you think back to the Nick Weatherspoon basketball situation, and it was almost a game to game thing. Every stinking press conference we had to We're ask Ben Howland, there was, there was no what's the yet. update? Um, if if this is a similar type scenario, that could be the exact same thing we have here, where it's like every week, week to week, um, you know, you, you're finding out who's out and for how long they're out. Right. It just it may be a week to week. We'll game ask, to game. but we don't know. That's until. right. And, and and some things, depending upon what has has caused it, some things. You just won't know because, I mean, there's – look, there, there are laws and things to protect privacy on some issues if, if those are the issues that have caused any of this kind of thing. So there, there are some things that we may just never know on, on, on this scenario. But, but yeah, I'm with Brian. I'd be shocked if there aren't a few guys that missed that opener and maybe beyond. But we're not apparently going to know for sure until that day. You yeah. know, they, there have been some measures – taken to try and see what we can find out you know that you know n- nothing underhanded i mean it's everything by the book reporting stuff trying to you know find out what may be afoot and what's not and and, and if anything comes of that we'll let you know right here on thunder and we, lightning as and soon as we know news, you're but, gonna know There's no but uh, about that. you know we talked about the nick weatherspoon situation on air several months ago but you know we tried to get to the bottom of what was happening on that and and some things you just can't get to the bottom well, of. Only so much you can do. Uh, and so that may be a situation that we have here. But as Brian said, when we know, you'll know. Huge news, by the way. Just just speaking of breaking news, just happened. Dan Marino has followed back Joe Moorhead on Twitter. And there's a picture of Joe in his younger days. And, buddy, I would not have picked him out as Joe Moorhead. <laughs> Does not. I mean, I, I see it now, but if you just show me that picture, I'm like, who is this guy? Joe tweets this out. Yeah, I, I would not have known it was him. All right, one more positional breakdown to do, and that's the special teams. We'll start with that uh, with the the easy one. And that's the kicker. Jace Chrisman has brought uh, confidence and continuity to this position after nearly a decade of just in and out and problems and this, that, and the other. 
And I, I fully expect him to be a big part of, you know, perfect on extra points last year. I think he was 12 of 16. I think of his four misses, at least three were from 45 or greater, which, I mean, that's that's relatively acceptable yeah. for for a kicker. So Chrisman has, you know, it's it's great to have this confidence when you go into the season of, if you got this guy, are you seeing this picture? Yeah. I didn't know that Joe Moorhead had a Superman tattoo on his left bicep. I knew that. It was in an article I read about him. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's got some ink. That's cool. I mean, I got no problem it, with it. it. I'll tell you something else I didn't know about him. Looking at this picture of him, of him playing, I didn't know he was left-handed. I think I did know that. I didn't that know he was a lefty. Um, so, all sorts of things being learned about uh, – Ball coach Joe Mo today. Anyway, so Chrisman is like the least. That's like the least thing to talk about. Now, I mean, we were talking about Brett Hudson earlier. He'd give you about an hour breakdown of why he's going to win the Heisman. But for me, Chrisman, I mean, he's a known commodity. You know what you're going to get. At yeah, this point. I will say though, credit to 24/7 Sports for this. Um, apparently, uh, Jordan Lawless, excuse me, yeah. I, his name escaped me for a second, um, was running first team place kicker. During the scrimmage Saturday, for whatever that's worth. Couldn't have given me that little tidbit before we started here? Could have, could have told me I could have not like an idiot? God, Joel. <laughs> well, I, I just say that because I don't know that that means anything. Because, look, there's a competition at quarterback, and some's running with the one. You know, Keaton's running ones, Tommy's running ones. Both are running twos. So maybe it's a situation where they wanted to – Maybe Chrisman runs one sometimes, and Goodman run uh, Lawless runs one sometimes. So yeah. anyway, I don't know that you can tell anything from that. Right? Maybe they just thought, hey, Lawless needs some more attempts, and they thought the one offense might give more. T- I, I don't. I don't know what their the right. thought process. I guess what I'm saying there is, when you think back to media day, Joey Joey Jones was saying that last year Jordan Lawless and 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 Chrisman mm-hmm. were kind of neck and neck. And Joe was basically, well, Chrisman's done it before, and they're kind of tied, so we're just going to stick with Chrisman kind of thing. Yeah. And so Lawless has, well, from all accounts, looked good so, all throughout so his career. So everything I just said was wrong. Well, I, it you may just, not be. You're killing me. You're just, you just, you just, you just murder. You just backing the bus up over me right now. I'm, I'm just saying that there's a chance. I, I think Joe. I think Chrisman's going to be, be in the game. I think he is too. And but I'm just saying that there's a chance that that you you could see some. Small. I mean, you just—it's just painful. It's right now. People want me to do homework, then I do homework, and then the co-host criticizes me for doing the homework. Because you're making yourself look smarter than me. I can't have that. <laughs> That's not how this show works. I had—I had all those years of the other guy. Everybody was like, "Okay, Brian definitely knows more than Bob does." Now look at this. Now there are people like, "Now we don't need Brian." See, now I feel like I'm used. Now to Steve it. or Paul or somebody's going to listen to the show. Like, why? Why, why are you giving away our? Our, our stuff on our board, man. Well, hey, I'll just say that there are more juicy tidbits like that on 24-7 Sports. Do you pay for your content? Do I? Yeah. You have a, or you have a complimentary membership. I have a complimentary membership, so that's why I'm like... I actually, I originally started paying yeah. for it, and then when I became a, a member of the, the, the media... Okay. I, have I was going to say something like, I, you know... I, I had I had an in, so... Like, you know, if you buy a magazine, and then you tell somebody what's in the magazine, that's not a problem. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Uh, but regardless... Uh, Scott Goodman. I just gave him a teaser. That's it. true. Scott Goodman still holding down the fort as the uh, the kicker and the place. What's the kickoff specialist? Is what that would be called. He's been really. He was a really impressive as a true freshman year. I thought he was very very good. Just end zone after end zone. Which man, if you ever listen to this pod, 
if you ever listen to me, I have been begging for that for years. So to finally see it was great. Punter is interesting because I think they brought Corliss Waitman to start with the thought process of he's going to be the starter, and now I don't think he's going to make it at all. I don't think he's going to be eligible due to this uh, NCAA ruling. So that takes you back to Tucker Day, who was better at the end of the season last year, and I think he can improve. Um, and, of course, you have an, you do have another transfer in there, Reed Bowman, the transfer out of Texas Tech. So it's still some competition for that spot, but, again, I think that's going to end up being Tucker Day. Yeah, I'd be shocked. And – Again, I'd be shocked if Chrisman's not your kicker, too. So I think you will have the same two specialists in that regard. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to where it might actually be interesting. And this is where, for a grad tra- another grad transfer to talk about here, but I, this is where I think Isaiah Zuber may make his biggest impact because he was a an ace on the return teams for Kansas State a season ago. Uh, I think he can provide something similar to that. State has got guys that I like, and they have for the last few, couple of years, and they just haven't been able to do anything. But Brian Cole... I think Marcus Murphy can be a contributor here. Malik Deer can be a contributor here. Contributor here. Dedrick Thomas has been a contributor here. You got some options here, but I think Zuber might give you a little bit more explosiveness than you've had before. Do you think if if we were talking about a preview for the game, is that your is that the guy who's going to go back for that first punt? You think? I. W- it'd be tough to not send him back. I, I, I would say it's either Cole or Zuber for sure. It, it, but. I mean, you can rotate those guys, too. So, uh, I don't know who, who looks better in practice and then who doesn't. It, so, it'd be a total guess. But it, it's going – I'd say it has to be either Cole or Zuber. After after what Cole did last year in the kickoff return game before getting hurt. Yeah. You he was know very he, solid. You know he's going to be involved in, in, in some way with the, with the return game. Yeah. And Zuber, he has a track record, so – are those your top two guys? I know there's other Probably guys that have done so. it, but that, those have to be the top Murphy, two. Murphy, I, I, I like – excuse me, I've always thought Marcus Murphy should have been on offense. because I, I mean, I know how explosive he can be with the ball in his hands. If they're not going to do that, special teams is the place for him. So maybe Zuber is the punt, and then Cole and Murphy as your re- kickoff return guys could be a possibility. Um, and then the next guy, would, you know, Malik Deer, who – Looks like he's lost weight, so maybe he's gotten back some explosiveness. You know, he's taken that, you know, two years fully removed from his injury. Uh, perhaps he could be a guy there. I, I have to certainly think that Malik Deer wants touches because this is his last year. He needs to, you know, if he wants to go to the next level, he needs to prove that he can do something. Um, so that might be an opportunity for him. So it's good to have those guys. And, 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 uh, Joey Jones mentioned that. He talked about all the depth that he said. He said, I've never had this much depth on special teams. I've got guys that can play. Back there, and, well, and it's not just return game. I mean, he was talking about the Gunners, and right? Which like. is interesting because, and I mentioned, I asked him this at media day, and you don't ever really talk about losing guys on special teams. But Chris Rayford made a living. I'm surprised he's not in the NFL, to be totally honest, because he made an absolute living dropping ball or catching balls inside the ten yard line for punts and, and, and things like that. He was a, a demon out there on special teams. That's somebody you have to replace. I think that could be the Marcus Murphy role as well. He could be a guy who just he he's out there on the edge, and, and he's he's the guy downing punts and making those tackles early in the returns. Uh, or you know, but you've got guys there. You know, we talked about Martin Emerson a minute ago. Perhaps this is a role for him as well. You know, if Devontae Jason redshirted because he was valuable, didn't redshirt because he was valuable in special teams. Perhaps that's a place where Martin Emerson could do the same and be a gunner. I mean, he's got great speed. So again, going back to what Joey Jones says, it looks like there's options there. There's depth. I think special teams could be a strength for Mississippi State this year. Yeah, sure sounds like it. And uh, 
in all components of it, man. Yeah. You, you just, regardless of... Uh, Day is the biggest question mark, right? What's, what's he going to do? I think so, but he really turned things around the back half of last year. You know, I think you were in the room when I talked to him, and he said, I'm just going to start doing how I've always done it back in high school. And from that moment on, he looked pretty good the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, if you get that Tucker Day this year, and Chrisman is Chrisman, who's, like you said, pretty doggone reliable, maybe outside of uh, 40 yards it gets a little iffy, but outside of 40 yards in the college game, all kickers get iffy. It's just how it how it goes. Um, you like your return options? I mean, yeah, I don't think State can – can complain much at all with what it's got coming back on special teams. You know, Joe Morey talks all the time, and every football coach talks all the time about winning all three phases of the game. With what State's got coming back, they've got a good shot to win the special teams phase of the game most every week. There you go. And of course, I'm I, you know they talk about it's some they pay lip service to it. It's, it's third of the game, right? But it really is. It really is a third of the game, especially field position. Field position, and, and we we've talked about you know hidden yardage about you know. What's the difference when a punt go you know punt goes into the uh, the end zone versus downing it at the five? It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's a first down. It's an extra first down to score. So, you know, hopefully State can find that guy to replace Rayford. I think they've got options in the return game. Chrisman is solid. Goodman is solid. It's just about Tucker Day showing that second half form that he did. And if you can do that, I think you, you've got a, a special teams unit that not only can, you know, going back to what we are talking about with quarterbacks, not only, you know, manage the game for you, but can win a game or two down the road with, with return, win the return game with field position and maybe a, a big kick to seal it up. All right, this week on the show, we've got SEC preview, Mississippi State. Uh, we will talk to Luke Johnson, who covers the uh, USM for Super Talk, host of the Eagle Hour. Uh, you can hear it at supertalk.fm. Uh, about the uh, the Golden Eagles, our box score is uh, Texas A and M, uh, and then we've got we'll have the rumblings later this week. We got a lot of a lot of good stuff, uh, plus a couple of other irons in the fire that we will uh, reveal to you as 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 it happens. You can reveal those to me too because I have no idea what you're talking about. You do know what I'm talking about, but we're not going to talk about it here. Okay, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You were right there next to me. Oh. I tell you what, Joel, you're you're overcooking my grits today. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you again on uh, on Tuesday morning. Until till then, for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! And, and sorry again, guys. I said you know I, I've got a counter over here. I think it's a million and one or something. Nice. Like that. I said a lot. I, I'd rather have you know than like. Yeah. You know because when when do we just stop saying the other words? When would you just you know like this? Yeah, you, you just said you know. So yeah. Do you have any ticks that you catch? I, I say. I just uh, said like. But I say ah a lot. I say so. Uh, people have, have sent me some of my ticks before. They just can't do anything. I have several, I think. And, and a lot of times I don't think about them. But when I do think about them, every time I say it from that point on, I think about it. And, and look, I know you guys listen to us. Most of you listen to us every day. God bless you for that. But I'm not the world's best at this whole podcasting thing. Mm-hmm. I'm much better... That some people may disagree with this, but I can usually write what I'm thinking better than I can say what I'm thinking. Um, so I appreciate you all putting up with my my ticks and all that other stuff. You're a good man. I love you all. Thank you. Very good. All right. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. For Joel, I'm Brian. Thanks for listening to Thunder Light on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.